to the Speaking of Tangents podcast, a podcast for your ears. This week's episode is brought to you by the number 111100, because around here we deal in binary. Eat it, Sesame Street. I'm Jason. Hey, and I'm KJ. And in this episode, episode number 60, that's right, 60. I'm 60. Wait, episode 60. We talk about special packages and the psychology of the young mind and Twitter and I don't know what else, Jason. Um, I was out after special packages, but we do talk first world problems at some point. Oh, and later we'll play a little game we like to call, do we have a guest? In which we answer the question, do we have a guest? Is that a ghost impression? Oh, and we also do some feedback. All that, plus several conversational tangents. In a week, we things happen. Yes, they do. And now we'll review. Yes, we will. Those things that happened. The things that happened. It's the speaking of tangents. Week in, in review. review. So, what's up this week? Good is up this week. Really? I got a surprise package in the mail. And who doesn't love surprise packages? Well, I don't like surprises. Well, I don't like surprises either, but I do like surprise packages. Oh, okay. And this one came from the fantastic Ed Butt. Oh, that is good. Yes, right. that now, is now, good. Now, now I'm on board. Let's go. He sent uh, the Hall of Famer and me... Um, and the package was actually addressed. K- the Hall of Famer and me. Yes. The package was. Before live studio. <laughs> the package was actually addressed to KJ and the HOFer, which was See? fabulous in and H-O- of itself. HOFer. Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, this package contained a large box of dried cherries from Northern Michigan. Northern Michigan dried cherries, Jason. Yum. Is that is that a, is that a specialty of that region yeah oh yes yes michigan is known for their for their cherries um you know i think we've mentioned craisins a time or two in our stance on craisins a time or two um on this podcast i don't recall once or twice maybe i i do not recall okay well i have said that dried cherries are far superior to craisins i don't know i can't remember your stance on dried cherries i thought you said you didn't. No, they're fine they're fine okay well, mm-hmm. we get our, we have gotten in the past our dried cherries at Costco, but I can't wait to dig into these real, not that the Costco's not real, but I'm talking Michigan specialty cherries. <laughs> wait a minute. Is this segment sponsored by the Michigan Council for <laughs> Dried Cherries? It sounds, yes. It sounds like we're headed that direction. Yes, it is. But. Okay. Anyway, it was. What's a, the offer code? <laughs> but. But. Junior. B-U-T-T? Yeah. Oh, okay. But the second. So, Really, is he? I guess he has junior. Yeah, I guess junior. So. Let the big bud yeah. eat. <laughs> yes. It, anyway, it was a wonderfully nice surprise. And, and yes, it was just awesome. so generous of Ed. So I say thank you again to Ed. And Ed, you restored my faith in humanity just a little bit this week. So definitely, <laughs> definitely good is up right now. Um, what about you? What is, what is up with you this week? First, I want to delve a little bit into the psychology of eating. Okay, great. 
<laughs> I love it. Because when you said when you said you know eating dried cherries and all this stuff, yes, it reminds me of when I was a kid. You remember you'd get these fruit cups because that's basically what I ate a lot of at school. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd get a fruit cup at lunch every day, um, and it'd have like peaches and pears like kind of chopped up in there and then every now and then they would have like one cherry and if you're really lucky you might get two cherries in there and sometimes you get zero cherries yeah and then the the syrupy stuff that it all sat in yeah okay Mm -hmm. i'm with you so so the cherry to me in my mind it built into my you know psyche that the cherry is a delicacy it's a rarity it's you know yes it's not to be you know overindulged in because it's you know it's expensive or you know it's yep. it's fancy, so even to this day I cannot eat like a lot of cherries even though I really like them because it makes me think oh I don't I can't you know that's that's very that's overindulgent I I shouldn't eat too many cherries. Oh, I don't have that problem at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good that Ed sent them to you then. <laughs> I love cherries. Um, I will eat when actually we can't buy them. Very often mm-hmm. in the you know in the summertime is really when they're available. I'm talking not dried cherries, but you know real cherries, <laughs> yeah. undried cherries. Um, cherries, wet cherries, wet, cold and wet cherries. Wet cherries, yeah. <laughs> uh, I just thought it was interesting that you know some stuff that sticks with you as a yes. kid, just interesting stuff. Well, the same. Is, I'm sorry. This it just it becomes it becomes part of your subconscious, and it keeps it carries forward into adulthood and how you view stuff based on how you know just some random thing where I don't know if it was just rare or if they just were like we're just going to throw one in here because probably it was more expensive to the company probably. to get the cherries yeah. so that they just chopped up a bunch of peach because you know ninety percent of those fruit cups when I was a kid I think still today it happens even though you can get ones that are just cherries now and I look at that at the grocery store my kids are like yeah that'd be awesome I'm like no that's that's way too overboard. We can't, we can't do that. That's, you know, <laughs> we're not rich, you know, we can't do that. So it's, even though it didn't really cost any anymore, it's just kind of strange how that stuff affects you. Yeah. Shapes how you view stuff as you go forward in your life. Because I do remember, and, and you're talking about the fruit cups, but I also remember something mm-hmm. that we got a lot for, for supper or dinner, whatever you call that meal. Uh, as as one of the, I guess we need it was, to get into that at some point. Oh yeah, we've had we've talked about talking about that supper versus dinner. We've <laughs> talked about talking about that. Okay, Phil Sims. <laughs> um, but as part of dessert, we would use what was it called? Fruit cocktail is the same idea. Yes, in fruit a can, cocktail. Fr- mm-hmm. Fruit cocktail in a can. And I used to think oh, the yeah. same thing. There's only like one or two cherries in the whole can, and I hope that my yeah. little dollop is some has a cherry on it in it mm-hmm. same thing with ice cream you know only one cherry on top with an ice cream sundae yeah well think about that it even became an idiom that putting the cherry on top yes. is like ooh, that's Tops the, it all off. the resistance it's you know it really really adds to it it's you know really it's 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 almost like showing extravagance when you put yes. the cherry on top of something you really you know just at the peak of 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 whatever you're doing and so it's it's kind of funny how that stuff comes about because of stuff that, you know, happened, started probably like 100 years ago with, you know, fr- fruit prices. Yeah, probably. And and so, so, yes, I do recall thinking that the cherry was special, but apparently I outgrew mm-hmm. that because I don't have any problem eating lots of cherries <laughs> now. <laughs> I, I will say this. I eat a lot of dried pineapple. I like dried pineapple. That's probably my favorite dried fruit because I've eaten dried apples, dried cherries, uh, dried like... Um, 
what is it like mango apricot that kind of stuff yes i um, love dried mangoes too it, it in that what you had that uh you brought as a snack and we played golf jingle golf jingle yes yes and um those were really good it was we were pretty hungry at that point i think we all mm-hmm. partook in the mang dried mango the whole team yes we did yeah, we were we were about halfway through the front nine, and we'd been there like two hours. It yeah, felt like yeah. it was taking forever. But I don't think I've ever had. Well, I'm sure I've had dried pineapple. But it's really good. Not very often because I don't remember. So it must. Mm. I don't. I don't remember it being horrible. So I bet you I liked it. It was one of those. It's really eh, good for take your, it or leave it. Yeah. You mentioned before about you know restored some of your faith in humanity. Yes. It reminds me how lately I feel like we've gone from people are awesome, everything's great, to people who totally suck. Yeah. I think I've kind of drilled down on that, and I've thought about that in the past week. And I think what it comes down to is people in specific are great, but people in general are awful. So individually, people are great when you're one-on-one having conversations with them. And even if you're arguing, debating about stuff, it, it can be great and can be constructive. But when you put them in groups, like large groups, and especially anonymous groups, mm-hmm. that's when they become insufferable. Yes. So, so it's it's the dichotomy of individual versus group dynamics. And this also ties in what we talked about last week about grouping people up and labeling them and categorizing them. When you get a group of people together, they tend to be much more difficult to deal with than you know just talking to a, a one person person individually one-on-one and that even applies to like even because people will argue and debate stuff back and forth on twitter or on facebook and stuff all the time i think that's not really a one-on-one conversation because even if it's only two people mainly going back and forth there's still the audience there yes there's the crowd the the of of people and when you don't have an audience and you have is when you can really have a genuine more true conversation with a person even someone you completely disagree with on a lot of things that's when people are awesome so people yes. are awesome Absolutely. groups of people suck is what i'm trying to say <laughs> yeah well it's it, people are awesome in small quantities is that quantities is that what you're saying not quite yeah i think so yeah uh yeah yeah sort sort of yeah the larger i think the group and the more anonymous the group the more people and it's it's not just because you have different opinions and different mixes of people, because mm-hmm. that's good, and you mm-hmm. should have different people that you deal with and different backgrounds and different walks of life, because that can really um, give you a window into how their life is and can expand your sure. view of and your perception of things, which is very important, because if you only have one, you only have from your point of view and you never consider anybody else's, you can really get way off on your you know, train of thought and the way you think about stuff. It's... It's the situation when you have a group of people that are discussing something or debating or arguing or screaming and yelling about something. A lot of times it becomes a performance or a competition and you're trying to win versus, hey, we're one-on-one having a discussion about this. And even if we disagree, you know, we both feel like we're right. So what we're really trying to do is get to the truth of the matter. Yes, exactly. And if both people or just one-on-one being honest with each other, they're more likely to get to a point of admitting, okay, maybe I'm sort of wrong about this, rather than in a huge uh, like arena you know, of the internet or a group of people arguing about stuff. It almost becomes like, I don't want to lose, or I, I need to make sure I save face in this, even when I know I'm wrong. And it just it promotes more just you know, vitriol and just more anger in the discussion instead of, hey, 
let's try to debate and, and get to the truth and what's what's real here versus let's try to win an argument. So it's it's really people are great, but when you get a giant group of people together and you generalize them and they become less the individual and more like a mob mentality, yeah. that's when people start to suck. I, so. I agree. Um, and do you think that any of that, what you just said, any of that mentality has to do with being introverted? Because I, um, what I'm, what I mean by that Possibly. is, I think it's better to have. You know, we've talked about this before. We prefer yes. three to four people versus fifty people. It's not quite the yeah. same thing, but it's we feel more comfortable with just a couple of people talking deeply than maybe. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I lost yeah. my train of thought. Okay. I guess. I would much rather have in-depth conversations with a group of four people than super shallow conversations with a group of 40 people. Yes, totally. Yeah. Totally. And the internet has, you know, reduced taken it the place shallow, of groups yeah. of people. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so, so you almost have to have a shallow conversation, especially when, like on stuff like Twitter where you can only say some people have the 280 characters, but most of us are still 140 characters. And honestly, I like the 140. I like the brevity of that, so I wish they would have not done that. And how about get an edit button? What are people at Twitter doing? What is yes, exactly. Where's the edit button? Even Facebook has an edit button. Really? Yes. Um, but they won't let you, you leave. No, they won't let <laughs> you leave. What do you mean? Some people have two eighty and some have one forty. They just recently upped it. Uh, this is in the past couple of weeks where some verified accounts, they gave them oh, okay, ability that's to, what it was. to post 280 characters instead of 140. I thought it was the whole Twitterverse was allowed to do 280 and it just hasn't happened mm. yet. Like they're talking about uh, No, it's about happened. It. Oh, okay. I think they're rolling. It could be that they're going to get to where everybody can do 280, but they've started rolling it out to only on a, like a selective basis to certain people. So there are certain people that already can do 280. And I've seen some hilarious stuff where people um, have posted 280 vertical blank lines because <laughs> you can do that. And it like takes up like your entire, you have to scroll and scroll and scroll to get to it. Though, And people are retweeting that stuff, which I think is funny yeah. because it's like they're showing the ridiculousness of Twitter making a big deal about, hey, this is our brand new thing. This is awesome. Everybody wants this and everybody's going no, we didn't ask for this. Yeah, we the want whole point it. to me of 140 is you have to think about what you're going to say more. Exactly. They misread the audience completely, in my opinion, on that. Yeah, exactly. Like you were saying earlier, we don't want 280. We would like an edit button, though. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because, I, I mean, with getting older, first off, and then my vision being, you know, impaired over the past year since you know this blurry vision thing is happening with me mm-hmm. um it's and you know eye doctor says everything's fine still and i actually went to the neurologist recently and had another mri and that came back and they said hey no significant change from the last time we're still going to keep watching this stuff but well, at good. least it's not a you know progressively deteriorating thing yes um doesn't help that you know the stuff vision still blurry but i'm glad very glad that you know it's not something that's like degenerative in other right. words or yeah. it's not readily apparent that it's that so that's that's good so hopefully it shouldn't get any worse but you know with with that it's harder to see stuff like characters so sometimes i, I make mistakes in tweets i just have to have to delete the tweet yeah you shouldn't have to delete the tweet and retype the whole thing Mm-mm. just edit it 
Yeah, I don't. Because what I've noticed now is what a lot of people do. If especially people like who end up getting you know several hundred likes on everything they tweet, uh-huh. uh, they just leave the typos in because yeah. like I'm not going back to redo that. Right. Which is not a good. It's no. that is not good promoting good habits. No, it's not, and it drives some, you know, pedantic <laughs> folks crazy. I won't mention any names or my own, but yeah, I can't stand to have a an error that I a, a, that I know about stay in one of my tweets. So I will delete yeah, it. Yeah, I've kind of I've kind of been like eh lately, and that's not good. I, I used to be like very much like I have to proofread everything, I have to double check everything, yeah. and now I'm just kind of like yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Who cares? It's just Twitter. That's true. It is just Twitter. Just Twitter indeed. We hope you've enjoyed listening to our Week in Review, where we look back at our week and review it. Not in a critical sense where we assign a score or a number of stars or a grade, but just more in a contemplative, hmm, so that happened. Up next... First World Problems, which is just an excuse for us to complain about nonsense that doesn't really matter to anyone. So I have something that could only be classified as a first world problem because you have to like own property, own a house to have this issue in the first place. Yeah, that, I think that'd fall in that category. Yeah. Yep. And then... You have to be in a neighborhood that has a homeowners association, which are the instruments of the devil. <laughs> they have replaced insurance now as the worst people on earth. Yes. Yep. A- and you also have to be, you know, well enough off where you can have someone come out and spray for weeds in your yard. Okay. So I'm, yep. I'm, this is obviously 100% first world problem, me complaining about stuff that doesn't matter and is a bunch of nonsense. Yes. But, you know. But uh, it's not going to stop me from com- complaining about it. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what this segment that's is. That's what this segment is. Yep. So what happened? The HOA says, hey, we're going to start fining you because when I was gone, this, this also relates back to Jingle Fest that we've already mentioned in this episode. Back in the summer when I was gone for three or four days, to in we were in D.C., um, I wasn't able to mow my yard that week. And the week before, it had rained for like seven days in a row. So okay. it had been, you know, yep. like probably 12 days since it had been mowed, mm-hmm. 15 days, something like that. I come back, and the Neighborhood Association, the HOA says, we're going to fine you for not mowing your yard, for letting your yard get out of control. And I look at it, and it's like maybe like two little – it's it's Bermuda grass, so it's ain't grow. And it's I mean it's it's like you know an inch difference between when it's cut and when it's not cut at the most. You let it go for a month, and it's only going to grow like an inch. But there were like a couple you? of weeds sticking up. Oh yeah, six hundred and fifty dollars. What? How yes. ca- how did they come to that number? They said it was over a certain period of those days that they um, estimated that. Um, they were going to find me like $50 a day for it. If you paid someone to come mow your lawn, it wouldn't cost $650. <laughs> no, it wouldn't cost $50. I, this is ridiculous. It, they're insane. They're insane. And so then they said, well, it's because you have a few weeds sticking up. And it was like little longer pieces of grass. Uh-huh. Because every now and then you get like fescue, or you get like a weed in there or something like that. And 
It's it's not like I let it go for a month. Right. It was 10 days. Oh, my And it God. wasn't bad. I mean, I'm looking around, and I'm like, they must be finding, and what I come to find out is they're finding other people in the neighborhood, too. So they get on this one, like, kick of thing. Like, a few years ago, they got on this, everybody's got to paint their mailboxes because the mailboxes look bad. And so, but they what they do is they send it just to you, and they make it seem like you're in violation right. of the rules. Yep. And so, unless you talk to your neighbors and say, did you get this? What they're trying to do is shame people. Yeah. They're trying to separate and divide people and say, you know, we're going to shame you into doing this. Because really, ultimately, we have a covenant and you had to sign all this stuff and blah, blah, blah. And they can put a lien on your house and do this stuff. But really, it's it's a lot of work for them to make you pay any of this. Right. Because you're saying that legally they'd have, even though you signed it, they'd have a hard time. It would be much more expensive for them to just to hire lawyers or take you to court or file a lien or, you know, put a lien on your house. Then it, then just say, OK, well, just, you know, just pay a hundred dollars, you know, pay a 10 percent of this fine and we'll, we'll be done. And that's what I know they do a lot of time. So currently. My goodness. The fine is over two thousand dollars. Whoa. Because I haven't paid the six fifty. This is worse than insurance. Oh, it's awful. It's an extortion racket. All of these people are awful people. And it's because it depends on who you have on the board of your neighborhood. Because, you know, the right. neighborhood around yeah. neighbors are they you elect, you know, a president and three or four board members. And it's the people who get on these boards often that don't have anything better to do than to snoop and spy on their neighbors. Yeah. Well, isn't this the same? Didn't they come up with something where you had to trim? Oh, no, that was the school that said you had to trim your. Yeah, that was the school saying, yeah, trim the tree. Get your neighbors, talk your neighbors into trimming their trees back and not parking on the street. Yeah. For the school buses. Okay, yeah. So that's yeah. different. This is, yeah, this is, and there's this one woman in our, our neighborhood who is, ever since she got on the board, the HOA has been awful about this stuff because she is the one who pushes this stuff forward. Mm-hmm. These fines and these like ticky tack, you know, nonsense stuff that doesn't matter. Look, the covenants is for so somebody can't have, you know, a bunch of goats or raise chickens or have a bunch of burned out cars in their driveway or in their front yard or, you know, have their house, you know, with a clothesline hanging out the window with, you know, underwear hanging on it or paint their house, you know, neon green. That's that's good because it devalues the value of the homes. Right. When you have a, a couple of weeds in the yard for a week or you have an extra, you know, quarter of a centimeter on your Bermuda grass. Get out of here with this stuff. It's ridiculous. Or your mailbox has one like little spot on it. The same Ugh. with the mailboxes a few years ago. People were like, I, I discovered that all my neighbors were getting them. And we were like, this is ridiculous. The what craziest and awfulest thing was paint the mailbox. We have to go back to the mailbox. Paint the mailbox. Yeah, paint the mailbox. I may have talked about this before because what it came down to is that they were like, you can paint the mailbox, or if you have parts that are bad, or if you have parts that are missing, or your door in your mailbox is not working, or this and that, or something is you know broken. You have to replace it. And by the way, here's some places that we recommend. And it turns out they own the maintenance companies. The HOA own the maintenance companies because it's a company oh that like gosh. manages the neighborhood that would fix your mailboxes for you. So it's basically they're soliciting for their own business by finding yes. people in the neighborhood. And like the entire neighborhood got these letters because they send you letters in the mail about painting your mailbox a few years ago. It's just ridiculous. And you know what I did? What? Completely what? ignored it, and nothing happened. Nothing, the, but they're they're continuing to come after me on this yard fine though. So I guess we're gonna have to sort it out. I could, n- okay, I could never do that. 
<laughs> it's I, awful. I live in the country, and one of the beauties of being in the country is if there's a weed growing, yeah. oh well, too bad. Yeah, that's a that's a way I look at it. And look, it's I don't have the greatest yard in the neighborhood. It's not the worst. So yeah. I'm I'm wondering, are these other people? I want to go up to the people, and it maybe be insulting to them if I went up and be like, you know, yours pretty bad too. Are you getting these letters? <laughs> yeah. That might be insulting. So I don't want to do that. Yeah. But here's the here's maybe here's not. the thing. I really here's the yeah here's the reason I bring this up because recently because I w- I will want to talk more about this once I get all this fine resolved and figure out what I'm doing with this. Um, because you can't get them on the phone. You have to leave them a message, and they have their their assistant or their you know administrative assistant call you back, and it's always like. Oh, we're sorry, sir or ma'am. We really can't do anything about this. You know, you have to talk to the person in charge of your neighborhood. They're never available, and you're never going to get a hold of them. Is the subtext of that? Mm-hmm. So just pay the fine and shut up is what they want you to do. But wow. the reason I bring it up now about the yard and the weeds is because I hired a company. I'm like, well, I ain't got time to mess with this anymore. I'm just going to hire somebody, and it's like you know, forty to fifty dollars an application. They come five or six times a year, and it's, they guarantee to handle all the weeds. And if they don't, they come back and fix it. I'm like, sure. Because it's costing me, you know, half of that or a quarter of that at least in just buying the supplies and then my time out there doing it. And honestly, you don't want me taking care of your yard. I can do a halfway job, decent job of it, but I'm not going to, you know, I'm I'm not a gardener. I'm not going to be. Yeah. You don't want me doing not, that I don't either. Want, no, you don't want me taking care of plants or anything like that. That's just not my thing. So I hired a yard company and they were like, um, we'll call you back and we'll set up a quote. I was like, okay. Never called me back. Like two weeks later, they left me a voicemail on my cell phone that was basically like, hey, you didn't ever call us back. And I'm like, you're just now returning my call. And the guy was like, oh, okay. Um, we'll send somebody out next week. And I was like, great. And so for like a week, they didn't come out. And I was like, where are they? Because I have to get them before I can go to the HOA and say, look, this is ridiculous. You need to drop this fine. I'm taking care of, the, I'm taking care of what you consider the problem. And it's not really a problem in any rational human being's mind to begin with. Right. So I'm trying to set this up with the yard people and then deal with the HOA. Yeah, so that makes So they didn't come sense. out for the week. Yeah, so the HOA, I mean, the yard people didn't come out for the week. And a few days ago, my neighbor comes over and he's like, hey, um, somebody left this on my door. Your yard people apparently sprayed and fertilized and put weed control stuff on my yard and are trying to... Oh, <laughs> and no. I looked at the thing, and he goes, "They left this bill on my door. Oh, they went no. to the wrong house. It has my name and address on the invoice, and they went to the wrong house and did the wrong yard." Okay, you're not paying that, right? Oh, heck no! So was the I neighbor got it from him. okay with it, or did he not want it? Oh yeah, we 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 know them. He was like. He's like, we already have a service. And he's like, you know, we're not paying this. He goes, and he goes, you shouldn't pay it either. I said, good. Thanks for letting me know. Because what they would have done is like, hey, you hadn't paid your bill. And I'd be like, I never got a bill. And they're like, well, we sprayed your yard. No, you sprayed my neighbor's yard, you idiots. Oh, my God. So what I was concerned about, though, is he's like, we already have a service. He goes, we appreciate, you know, the free application that we got because obviously nobody's paying for this. But um, we already have a yard service that sprays our yard yeah. and does this stuff. And the problem is. What if that his yard service had come like the day before mm-hmm. or like a couple of days before or like was coming the day after and they put down fertilizer? You put too much fertilizer. The, the way they do things around here is they throw a ton of nitrogen on stuff to make the grass green through yeah. through like, you know, October, which is ridiculous to me. But if they put too much of that on there, it'll burn your yard up. 
Oh, yeah. You've got to space that out. Yeah. And so I'm like, I was more concerned about that. And he was laughing. He was like, no, he goes, I, he goes, I don't think they've come out in a while. I was like, okay. I said, and he goes, I'm going to let them know. He goes, I actually didn't even think about that. I should probably call and let my guys know, you know, we're good for <laughs> this time. Yeah. You know, get hey, you next time. He got a free treatment. Yeah. You, I, on the other hand, so I got, have to deal with this now. And now I have to wait another week or two weeks or whatever or get another yard service in order in order to handle that so I can then tell the HOA, hey, I got somebody handling this. Take your $2,000 fine and shove it is what I want to say. Mm-hmm. Yep. But uh, what I'm probably going to do is say, let's work out a deal on this. Because I'm already I'm already tired, tired of dealing with it. If I'm basically going to say, I'll pay the original six fifty, you shut up and let the rest of it go. Because for two thousand dollars, that's that's three quarters of the way to basically resodding my entire front yard. Yeah, you might as well at that price. It'd be look. It looked like brand new. Yeah. So it's it's not. They don't want us to actually improve the yard or make anything better. They just want to find people. Yep. They want to harass and hassle people. They want that to is find the HOA. one thing wrong and fine right. you for it. I yes. never. It is not the homeowners association. It is the harassment of owners association. <laughs> yeah. I never uh, um, lived in a. I rented a, a townhome once that had HOAs, but the the owner of the home continued to pay those dues. So I didn't uh. even know what the fees were. I, I know that they had someone come and mow for us and someone did um, snow removal for us, which from my perspective, I'm not paying dues and this is happening. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's great. But when we I we don't have any of that. No, that <laughs> would just be pay, nice, right? You just pay. We pay. For it when we you pay like eight hundred dollars a year dues just to be in the neighborhood. Yeah. See, I don't. I don't think I could do that. Do they have laws it's against terrible. dogs? Like you can't have your dog um, outside. You have to. You're have supposed your dog to have on a leash. leash. Yeah. Yes. Which is fine. I mean, I understand keep, keeping dogs on a leash in a area like that. But at my yeah. house, most people don't do no it. Need. <laughs> yeah, I, of course, and that and that's why we're trying to move. I, one. We're actually trying to move to more of a um, out in the country kind of area, more remote area. So mm-hmm. we'd get like to get a couple acres and and get out of this neighborhood. Yeah, well, and I don't the thing you. is, right now we paid off our house, so we own we don't have a mortgage on the house anymore. So what nice. I'm thinking is we we're just going to sell the house and move and just say if the HOA won't deal with this, we're just going to move. Yeah, get out of <laughs> there. What are they going to do? Yeah, yeah. It's I, not like they can put a hold up on put a you know a check on the mortgage. Because the bank has the you know title of the house, we mm-hmm. own the house, right? Well, that's good. You got that going for you. Yeah, which is nice. I don't put anything past them though. They, they are evil. They are devious and greedy and wrong. They're evil. Yeah. yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Some of the stuff. And I'll be honest with you, they were totally fine and didn't mess with people until this one woman got on the board. And I didn't realize it until my neighbors started telling. I was like. Man, this is awful. They're giving me a hard time. They're harassing me. And then I started talking to people as I got to more, know more people in the neighborhood and started talking to them about it. And they were telling me horror stories that I could not even believe. They were so much worse than what I was dealing with. And I'm over here going, wow, this HOA sucks. And they're like, no, you don't understand. They're ruining my life. Really? Like calling them on the phone and harassing them because they're not paying fines. They find these people like $2,500 for having putting up a storm door. You know what a storm door is? Yeah. Like on the outside, because it had like a, a bar across the middle of it, and they banned those. And the people that lived in the house were like, wait a minute, there's five houses up the street from us that have it. And they were like, oh, yeah, they're, they're grandfathered in because they got it in before the date. Oh, my God. And this we, is and like pay your people in our rules and power. We've talked about this before. Oh, Follow my gosh, Follow our rules. Yes. We are in power. Yes. I couldn't do, I couldn't live there. I mean, that, I just. HOA's, yeah. 
I, HOAs are a good idea to protect the people that live in the neighborhood, but you know what gets involved? Other people. Yeah. And when you get a people involved in a system, they screw it up every time. Plus, you give people a little bit of power and they screw it up. Yeah, and plus, you know, they're watching your house all the time. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know if I've told you before about one of the women who on the board would go around and take pictures using a selfie stick, sticking their cell phone in like up into people's bushes like uh, and taking <laughs> pictures of it like inside their house. I mean, no, she should didn't. get arrested for that. The, yeah, that. Oh, my goodness. What is going on down there? It's insane. It's insane. We we got to get out of this neighborhood. I lived in when I lived in the the Minneapolis area before moving, you know, where I am now. Mm-hmm. We lived in suburbs, but it wasn't HOA, but it was everybody kept their house their yard. It was kind of an unwritten rule that you keep your yard yeah. nice and I'll keep mine nice. But Yeah, respect for your neighbors' property because yes. you don't want to bring the value of their property down by raising goats in the front yard. Exactly. Well, the people that lived there before we moved in, the guy was really, really anal about keeping it perfect. Hmm. And so we were supposed, you know, we had that reputation that we were supposed to live up to. Well, we, that wasn't going to happen because no. all we do is yeah, mow the me. lawn and, and mulch the leaves. And we not we didn't put any chemicals on the lawn because we had dogs and we didn't want to mess with poisoning them mm-hmm. potentially, which I know doesn't happen, but it could happen. So we didn't do any of that. Well, the other well, guy yeah. did. But my next door neighbor... Our land went into his land just a little bit. So he used to, he was out, he mowed like twice a week. It was ridiculous how often he was mowing. And he yep, would mow. I've had those guys in my neighborhood before. He would mow and he'd leave one little strip for me instead of just do yeah. it, just doing it. Uh, that's insane too. And I was like, you know, you could do that if you wanted. And um, I don't, I don't remember what his, I, he obviously didn't want to do it. <laughs> he left it. But that wasn't even as insane as this he so we weren't before i'd say that we were not good i mean we started getting dandelions in our yard because we didn't spray for it and Mm -hmm. we we mowed the lawn but that was about it and we we, it looked fine it just didn't look pristine and people were and and our leaves because we didn't rake them we mulched them our leaves would fly into the neighbor's yards and i can see how that'd be irritating but come on people it's just a lawn a yard yes leaves are going to fly exactly right. leaves are going to fly but it's anyway it's nature yeah it's nature so anyway this tree that bisects our land like the our land and his land it was a big mm-hmm. pine tree apparently people trim pine trees the bottoms of them when they grow out too far yes i, I don't know i never did but he yeah, you should prune any tree prune. Like, lower limbs yeah. because when you cut the lower limbs off, it allows it to grow taller and expand at the top. Okay, well, that's what he did, but he only did half the tree. Oh, my gosh. And left the half on your side of the property? Yes. I suppose this was a passive-aggressive way of telling me to... What the crap is wrong with him? ...to trim my tree. Or maybe he was just being like, well, that's their land. I don't want to go on their land because if I do it, they might be mad, which could be... I can understand that. But at least no, communicate with former. me and tell yeah, me. Ask, say, hey, do you I'm going to trim this tree. Do you mind this? if I? Yeah. yeah. But you mean to do this for you? Which you would have assumedly said, yeah, that's oh, sure. Absolutely. Please. And, and please mow that strip of yard. Yeah. Thank you. Because I had to come up and <laughs> over our retaining wall um, from the other side of the driveway to mow that one little strip. It was a pain. Yeah. But I got one of those. So I just thought it was funny. So I just left it because. 
it kind of made yeah. me mad that the guy was trimming half of a tree. <laughs> I, I, it was it was insane. So I'm happy to be out of that neighborhood. I like the neighborhood and I like the neighbors, but I didn't like the pressure of having to keep my lawn so beautiful. I mean, now I'm in the country. I can mow if I, or I can't mow. It doesn't matter. Nobody cares. And whatever. It's much better. So you need to get out of the HOA. Yeah. You know what I equate? You know, it's okay to take care of your property. You should. Um, but people who go overboard and are, you know, super... Uh, ridiculous about that kind of stuff, taking care of like a yard or like a house on the outside to where it's like over, it's like way overboard. Um, that to me is like old school Facebook. That's real life analog Facebook <laughs> in terms of, because it's everything about the presentation of this, I'm going to make great on the surface. Everything about my life and my house and my home is going to look awesome. And then inside it's rotten or melting or <laughs> falling apart and just here's the thing everybody's life is awesome and everybody's life sucks yeah everybody has good times and bad times and every family every you know relationship that's the ups and downs of relationships are what keep them interesting but so when people only post the stuff on facebook that's the top 10 percent, that's mm-hmm. wrong mm-hmm. that's yeah. that's not that's not representative that that gives other people a bad impression then it makes other people who honestly shouldn't do this but will start comparing their family to yours and be like well they're they're happy all the time no they're not yeah. Or they must be awesome because their yard looks so tidy. No, no, there's no correlation to that whatsoever. And in fact, I would say it might be the opposite. It might be an inverse of if everything on you post on Facebook is I love my husband. I love my wife. They're just the greatest. I have the greatest family ever. Or everything about your house is your yard. You mow it three times a week. And honestly, if you're mowing, if you're if you're a husband, a dad, you're out mowing your yard three or, or wife. If you're out mowing your yard three times a week. That's three extra times you're trying to get away from your family because they're driving you nuts. I mean, so I should mention that I, this I, man was um, mid fifties and he lived with his mom. Well, then that's probably yeah, that's yeah, that's probably why he's out in his yard mowing Maybe. three times yeah. a week. Yeah, and and hey, if you, if that's your hobby and that's great. Yeah, I mean, I think it was don't, his. Don't hobby. try to push other and pressure other people into it. That's where I kind of was like, come on, dude, just trim the tree. I'm okay yeah, with Yeah, that it. seems very passive aggressive to trim the half the tree. <laughs> <That's>... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he would come home um from work and if it had snowed, he would park on the road and mm-hmm. blow snow blow right away so there'd be no tracks from his tires on the driveway. Is he like in the witness protection program? <laughs> I don't know. What is going Maybe. on there? I mean, that sounds like there's a lot, whole lot going, a whole lot more going on than we are qualified to even discuss. Maybe, but he, after the people that previously lived where I lived moved out, he mm-hmm. was the best lawn in the neighborhood. And I'm like, dude, you don't have to try and compete with me. I'm not going to win. That guy, I'll let you win. that I'll guy give you moved. This for, forfeit. The old yeah. people, the people that were here before moved. You win because yeah, I'm just, not going to do that well of a, that good of a job. Yeah, I would just say if you, if you have a great yard, that's awesome. If you really enjoy it, that's awesome. If you have a great Facebook page and your family is awesome and is happy 100% of the time, then then good. That's great. I, yep. I don't believe you. <laughs> I don't believe. I believe everybody has good days and bad days and everybody's family, they get along sometimes and sometimes they want to kill each other. Yes. And just be representative of that and don't try to pull it over on anybody else because honestly... 
I think it damages other people to just be like, well, they have a perfect life and they have a perfect family. And what am I doing wrong? And what's wrong with me? And, and maybe I'm, maybe I, you know, it's, this is all my fault and maybe I'm not worthy of deserving this and oh no. And yeah, I think you just can't, that's, that's not good. That doesn't help people. I think there's actually been cases of, of that where people are depressed from other people's Facebook pages. I wouldn't doubt Which it. And I don't I even have Facebook and I can see that. I wouldn't doubt it. And yeah, you're right. But I, I do Just think- always keep in mind, surface shallow stuff is usually surface and shallow and there's more going on underneath. Right. And but then there's also something to be said that maybe this person is just really anal about his yard and it doesn't carry over sure. anywhere else. Maybe. And maybe yeah, absolutely. You know, a lot of people like that. But yeah, I couldn't keep up. I couldn't live up to this guy if I wanted to. Oh, that's not me. And like you said, even if I, I could study, I could go, you know, get a college degree in horticulture and I'd still be terrible at it. Yeah. I just, it's just not my thing. It's not my thing <laughs> either. Everybody's good at things and everybody's bad at things. I am real bad about taking care of any kind of plant or yard or, you know, growing living thing, probably children included in that. Well, I don't have children, but I'm with <laughs> you on the other stuff. Not good. Okay. <laughs> So I'm like, hey, my yard's not dead when I came come home, or you know, my kids made it through another day. It's it's be happy. I'm happy about that. Celebrate that. Yes, celebrate the victories. Your your yard's not dead, but it's going to cost you six hundred and fifty dollars because uh, you missed the deadline. <sighs> At least two thousand is what they're trying to say oh, now. Ridiculous. I agree. Do we have a guest on the show this week? Answer no or yes, it's a binary thing. Do we have a guest? Do we have a guest? Answer no or yes. Um, no. Hey there, guy or gal. If you'd like to send us feedback, you can reach us on Twitter at SpeakTangents via email at speakingoftangentspodcast at gmail.com or visit our website, which is, I'm sure you can figure it out. Also, leave us a review on iTunes if you don't mind. And if you have, that's awesome. We appreciate that. Even though I have no idea how it benefits us, we appreciate it. So do we have any feedback this week? Oh, yes, we do. And and as always, we'll start with, with the Twitter feedback. Awesome. You know, last week we talked about my boy's tattoo, and we were trying to decide what what it was. And yes. the wrap around the ankle Timberlake tattoo. And with both, his initials or with the Titans logo, we, wasn't it, or something like we that? We both thought it looked like the Titans logo, but I said mm. there's just no way it can be the Titan Titans logo. <laughs> well, Stat Young Man has the answer for us. Okay. So he at Luke Over Luke Overby at Luke Overby tweeted, It appears JT's Titans tattoo is for in sync and it has and has his initials. Hashtag nice. stat young man. And mm-hmm. then I think what happened was then you said something like, this is worse than the, the uh, Titans worse logo. Worse than the Titans logo. Because it is. And Yes, it is. And you wondered if, if the other NSYNC members had JT tattoos, JT's initials too, instead of their own. Or their own initials, yeah. 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 <laughs> and so Luke, Luke said, I have an irres- irrepressible compulsion to look these kinds of things up so we'll know shortly. And then he comes back a yes. couple minutes later. Okay, so Fatone and Kirkpatrick have sync tattoos. I think hmm. they're different than JT's. No confirmation on Bass and Chazez. Chazez? J.C. Chazez. Yeah, he said I had to look up what all their names were. Apparently even the internet doesn't care about their tattoos as much as JT's. 
<laughs> and then he said there's a rumor that Lance Bass ran out of a tattoo shop crying one time, unconfirmed and denied by Bass himself. <laughs> well, of course he would deny that. Yeah. I mean, there's just, uh, and then he talks about, uh, didn't, didn't look up if Fatone lives in JT's basement until a desperate network signals it needs a host, but I'll go ahead and assume it's true. <laughs> And I tweeted something about that was Fatone living in, 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 in Justin J- Timberlake's basement or something. Yeah. And then he ended, he said and, but then he came back with this. P.S. If you Google, quote, Lance Bass tattoos, unquote, the first thing that comes up is pictures of him that you can get permanently engraved on your skin. Oh, so get Lance Bass as a tattoo yes. on your own body. Yes. So when are you doing that? Have you scheduled yours yet? The answer is never. <laughs> So basically, we don't really know. We we know that they're different than JTs, and it probably is that they all got their own tattoos about in sync with their own initials. Hmm. But it does look like the Tennessee Titans like shield logo, doesn't it? It really does, and Luke tweeted that to us too, side by side comparison. Yeah, I. People make some poor decisions with tattoos. Yeah, we just... some people have awesome tattoos. Some people have. Um... Not, Not so as awesome. good tattoos. Yeah. yeah. Well, he was very young. Let's just go with that. Okay. Sure. Do Whatever you have any you have tattoos? Do. I do not. No, me either. I have never found anything that I wanted to permanently put on my body. Um, I have found... I'm glad that I made a decision not to do this, but at once one time when I was in high school and played goalie, I was played on the soccer team as I was the goalie. I mm-hmm. wanted to get a tattoo of a diving goalie making a, a save. I'm glad I didn't do that. Yeah. I can see I can see that. Yeah, and one time I wanted to decided maybe I should get a dog paw print. I'm glad I didn't do that. Yeah. So that's the only time you I've ever You ever thought wanted of it. to get like a ukulele? Nope. No. I haven't wanted to get a tattoo <laughs> since I was probably eighteen years old. Okay. So I thought about it several times, but never, every time I would look into like, hmm, every time I'm like, yep, this is what I want to get. I would wait. Like I'd say like, okay, a month later, if I still want this, I'll get it. And every time it has been, nope. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good, the right decision. That's a good decision. That's kind of a good rule of thumb for a lot of things. Wait a yeah, while. Sort of like getting see married. See if you still yeah. want it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which both things should be forever. So. Yes. Forever is a long time. It It is. And I'm sorry, but removing tattoos really doesn't work as well as just not putting them on in the first place. Doesn't it leave like a scar or like, it can't be like, it seems like it would be more painful even, I've heard. I would think so. Aren't they like using a laser to burn off the layers of skin? I don't know what they use, but it doesn't look like it would be pleasant. Mm -hmm. Neither does getting a tattoo in the first place to me. Yeah, that's probably like, why I ended up not getting any because I was more worried <laughs> was about the say. pain than anything else. Okay, moving on. A few a few weeks ago, we had that Minnesota Nice segment um, where I was talking about the the individual who didn't like Liz Clark days, how he didn't like it when she was on the TK show. He didn't like her oh, voice, yeah. especially when she talks about the NFL. You remember what I'm talking about here? Yes. And then we talked about it last week again. Well, anyway, we got this tweet from Cool Aunt Claire at Cool Aunt Claire saying she's a bit behind. Just heard the 929 episode of Speaking of Tangents, a well-deserved Minnesota nice segment. Bravo to KJ, Buffalo Alice. We love, hashtag we love LC. 
And um, mm-hmm. thank you, Claire. But I, you know, I think that Claire is one of the commissioners or administrators. I don't know the word Facebook of the the TK Littles Loyal Littles Facebook page. Oh, okay. So I think when she says "well deserved," she means that the individual deserved to be called out for that. And she put on the tweet. She put well. She put the "well deserved" in asterisks, which mm-hmm. I think is meant to convey extra emphasis or like bolding, because you can't. I have no idea. That's another thing that you can't do on Twitter is change the font styles or bolding or italicize it or underline it. So in order yeah. to get your emphasis. I think that's what those asterisks asterisks mean. Oh, okay. So she was, I think she was saying, yeah, that guy needed to be called out, is what I think. Yeah. So thank you, Claire. Cool. Um, now here's some feedback, feedback from Todd to Kay. Um, after the recommendations segment last week, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Okay. And I talked about Curb Your Enthusiasm. So uh-huh. Todd to Kay at Tooth to Kay. You need to watch the comedy special that precedes Curb, the series, Jason. Plus, each season is five hours long. Not so bad. Mm-hmm. So, he is pro Curb Your Enthusiasm. Adam Benson, at Benson underscore the comic, said, I love the show. It's on the same level as Veep for me. Mary hmm. Faye Randolph then said she liked it. But then, the negative tweets started rolling in. Ah, uh, uh, yes. Stat Young Man, Robert Colpine, I think Robert Berg, James Cunningham. And then you went and watched one episode. Yes, I did. And lots of people are saying they do not like it. The show is not for them. And this has blown my mind. Insanity <laughs> to me. You guys are all wrong. You're all wrong. I'm sorry. Nope. Well, no, we're not. <laughs> what's wrong? <laughs> Why don't you like it? I, it, I can see where if I'd have watched it ten years ago or whenever it came out that I would in, be into it, but it, it's like this. It's like the rehearsals by the stand-ins for Seinfeld to me. He is not a good actor, and I know that's part of the point because he's right. basically playing a version of himself. Right. But he's like laughing in every scene that I saw in that first episode. Oh, really? And it's obvious. It's so obvious that it is improved that it's painful for me to watch. That part with Richard Lewis when he was in the office, when when Richard Lewis basically said, that's funny, but I'm not going to laugh because I'm mad. That's a comment on, hey, I'm trying to stay in my improv character, but I'm making a breaking the fourth wall joke here. I, that stuff would have been funny 10 years ago, but not to me now. And the way it's shot, it looks like a cheap soap opera. Yeah, it looks like they yeah. filmed this for $1.50. And it may have improved. And so what I may do is just start watching the the latest season. Yeah, because you're talking about season it's hard one, to go episode back. one. Yes, it's it's go back and watch it again and and look how poorly it is aged in okay. terms of the production values and everything. Well, I haven't gone back and watched it yet. So the writing and stuff is funny, but it's it's like it would have been a much better show if they like hired actors. Yeah, I guess I can see that. So that's my that's my only problem with it. It's I, funny, yeah. It's just it's hard. I th- I feel like the people who like the show now started with it years ago, probably. And the people who try to go back and watch it go, this seems primitive compared to shows now. Well, I I think my memory has been 
tainted over time because I say that oh, yeah. I think I can go back to season one, episode one and say that it lives up, but maybe it doesn't. I haven't tried yet. Yeah, that's 100% rose-colored glasses to me. Yeah, rose-colored Go back glasses. and, yeah, go back and, like, because when I go back, I'm like, this video game was awesome. And then I go back and I'm like, whoa, this is, this looks like a blurry mess on the screen because the graphics and stuff have improved. And, yeah. and like, same with TV production. Yeah, A true. TV show 20 years ago, you go back and watch it now and you're like, oh, this didn't look like this. Yeah, it did. You just, the standards have increased and the quality and the production levels have increased so much that it's hard to go back and pick up stuff like that. And honestly, the jokes and stuff seen, most of it still was funny to me. And it was like, you know, because like if you go back and like watch a stand up routine of a comedian in the 40s and, or 1940s and 50s, mm-hmm. now you're like, this is bland and what, what the crap is this? But like then it was like, wow, this is, you know, edgy and cut and, you know, you know, crossing lines and doing stuff. And now you're like, this is the most tame thing that, you know, is this a baby show? What is right. this? Yeah, so I get it's, that. Yep. It's, it's the same thing with production levels. It's not as dramatic and extreme. It's just I, I don't think I can go back to it. I tried. Okay. It, just didn't, it didn't work. Well, maybe try this season or yeah, last. That's not a bad idea. I mean, it's even five years ago that the last season ended. Oh, I didn't know that. So how, when was the first episode? When was the first season? Like I don't early know. 2000s? Probably. I mean, J.B. Smoove is in it, and he doesn't come into mm-hmm. it till later. He's just so great. Yeah, I think he's funny. Yeah. You can't. You got to at least see one episode of him. He's just fabulous. Okay. All right, anyway, that, it was more people... I mean, I think I wrote or tweeted something like, I suppose next you're all going to tell me that you love The Ranch, because if you're going no. to make fun of one of my recommendations, I know they're not making fun of it, they're just stating their opinion, but... It's. I would expect that the ranch would be the one that I would be getting heat for, not curb. Well, that's the you know that's the easy target. Yes, that's true. All right, moving on saw, from that. I saw some people making fun of that one too. Oh yeah, definitely. And, that's and by some people, I mean mostly me. Well, that was more deserved. I think. I think curb is pretty good, but again, I think you're right. I probably okay. because I started with the first season, started when it was on. That it, that does change things. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, well, absolutely. Okay. Did you watch any of the Monday Night Football game? Oh, no. No. I watched very little. Um, I had to watch it because the Hall of Famer wanted to watch the Vikings, but sorry, mm-hmm. there was playoff baseball on. And you know what? The ha- at halftime, it looked more like a baseball game. The score at halftime of the Monday Night Football game was three to two. <laughs> yeah. And the baseball game that was on opposite it was... The score was seven to three or something like that. That's funny. So the football game itself was really boring to me. But apparently the the Vikings finally scored a touchdown and their touchdown celebration was them playing the famous duck, duck, goose game. Mm -hmm. Well, CBS Sports tweeted, they they tweeted something like, we're told that it's actually duck, duck, gray duck in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. And James Cunningham at James IV 1978 quoted that tweet and said, if you listened to Speaking of Tangents, you already found this out. Yes. Exactly. We're on the forefront pioneering these revelations and not getting any credit. Exactly. We, we, <laughs> we pioneered that. 
Yeah, yeah, we we were the first people to ever you know announce that to anybody outside of Minnesota. Yes, it was exactly. a it was well kept secret that we you know blew the lid off investigative journalism. Yes, hard hitting reports. And um, Brendan in Jersey at Brendan in Jersey uh, replied with a tweet that I really uh, appreciated. One sentence, three words: Minnesotans are weird. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. But do remember that I said that I do not call it Duck Duck Gray Duck. It's You're duck, not duck, true Minnesotan, goose. though. No, I'm not. Yeah. Um, we have a pronunciation. Al okay. Pool at Al Pool 33 wants to know. I'm going to say Al Pool. Al Pool. That's how I'm going to pronounce it. Yeah. I think that's probably mm-hmm. right. We can move on. All right. He wants to know how we pronounce the holiday or the event coming up on the 31st of this month. You know, where people dress up and knock on neighbors' doors and beg for candy. Mm, I'm going to say Halloween. Halloween. Mm-hmm. So he said, pronounce this, and he spelled out Halloween, and he said, is it Hall like Hall or Hal like Hal? The correct answer, he it's says, in the middle. is Hall. So he says Halloween. Halloween. That's like, are you Vincent Price in the 1970s? <laughs> well, Welcome to Halloween. Or like, you know, what's his face um, that played Dracula, Bela Lugosi? Uh, I don't know. It sounds like a, you know, like a it does European kind of accent. Like, it does kind of. Um, I, I've been thinking about this, and I think that I have said it both ways. Yeah, I think it's somewhere in the middle. But I th- so I could see him saying that, yeah. I think I say Halloween more frequently than Halloween. Mm-hmm. And I asked I the Hall of Famer like- who said mm-hmm. Halloween. I mean, sorry, Halloween, like Al Pool, Halloween. Hmm. Is it a northern versus southern thing? It could be. Because I think Al mm-hmm. Pool must be from Michigan because he's the one that said we were, you know, you got to say pasty, P-A-S-T-Y, when we thought it was pasty. Oh, yeah. Um, but you know what? That brings up another term for me. I'm going to spell it because you said this word a few weeks back and I took mental note of it, but we haven't talked about it. And now this Halloween, Halloween thing makes me think of it. My mental notes are a whiteboard. They just, I can't keep them around for a while. Yeah. Well, I'm not that good at it, but for some reason this yeah. Halloween, Halloween triggered it. This stuck for a couple of weeks. Okay. P-A-J-A-M-A-S. P-A-J-A-M-A-S? Yes. Pajamas. Right. I say pajamas. Well, you're wrong. But see, you say pajama, but you don't say Halloween. You say Halloween. Why don't you say pajamas? Same. Because it's two different words. I know, but it's the same type of <laughs> I, don't, I don't see the correlation there. Oh, yeah. There's correlation. I see what you, we, a better argument on your half would be like, what do you call, uh, what's another word for jelly? And it's not jam, right? It's jam. Yeah. So yeah, I that that I'm I'm arguing for your side on this. Okay, thank you. Pajamas. Okay, I say pajamas. Pajamas sounds so like Halloween sounds so sophisticated. Like I don't feel like I'm worthy enough to pronounce it that way. Pajamas. Yeah, pajamas. Hmm. All right. Speaking of Halloween, I can see that going either way. Ed Butt tweeted this tweeted us this tweet about. Candy corn. Oh, no. 
Ed Budd at EDB 1947. Quote, candy corn, yes or no, unquote, is now officially passé. While pumping gas, saw it debated on gas station TV, which he put in quotes. Yeah. And. I read these tweets. Gas station TV. (laughs) First of all, this is is another case of leading the pack for us on breaking news and getting zero credit. That's what you said. You You had a tweet that said the same thing. Another case of leading the pack on breaking news and getting zero credit. Hashtag, Mm -hmm. and you spelled out the word hashtag. Hashtag sad. Hashtag candy corn (laughs) is the devil's nails clippings. Because that's true. That's truth right there. Hashtag truth. I spelled out the word hashtag because that's what Tony did in that uh, thing to Michael. Yes, yep. But no, gas station TV, I'm well aware of gas station TV. Oh, I thought you said you didn't know this was no, new thing. No, I think that Somebody was John was Miller said that. Oh, okay. I've seen him yeah. and I just I think I said something like it's another it's it's just a way heaven forbid we get bored pumping gas. Yeah. I mean, well, it's, come it's, on. It's the it's the greed of we have to have advertisements everywhere, mm-hmm. which is they live the the plot of the movie they live, which you should I won't see. Maybe yeah, you shouldn't watch it. You wouldn't like it. But the thing, okay, so gas station TV, I've noticed. It's a great movie, though. They live, well, I don't know, what, 19. Rowdy what? Roddy Piper. Uh, 88, maybe, 87, something like that. Wait a minute. Rowdy Roddy Piper was in a movie? Isn't he a wrestler? He's the star of the movie. He's in like every scene. Yeah, he was a wrestler. I'm not going to watch that. I mean, what is wrestling but acting and. Yeah. Act, it's, yeah. Being an action movie is not a far step for being a wrestler in the WWE, WWF, whatever you want to call it. I suppose. I mean, we have The Rock now. Yeah. He's Possibly actually pretty good the biggest actor. action star. Yeah, he's good. Well, he the reason why he was good in the WWE, always confused it. I think it's E now, right? I think it is called WWE now, not WWF. Yeah. Because when I grew up, it was back in my day, it was WWF. Yes, my day too. Junkyard yeah. Dog was my favorite. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, now, I always liked Rowdy Rowdy Piper, but he, yeah, but like The Rock is like the most famous action star probably now, or the biggest, biggest box office draw for action movies, because, and what made him good in the WWE was that ability to be charismatic and while doing, and believable while doing, you know, honestly, fake action scenes, scripted yeah. action. <laughs> well... So it makes sense. Yeah, it does. But I can't. I'm still back at gas station TV. I Okay. Because Not the gas station TV. The tweets that followed that talked about sports pages and advertisements on the urinal. Well, see, I can see why you wouldn't know about this. Well, that yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. That's a thing? Yeah. Oh, yes. That's been a thing for a while. Recently, I've seen the video screens... With ads like on the gas station TV above the urinals and on the inside of the stall doors too. Yeah, you said that. I've seen mm-hmm. print ads on the stall doors, but not any videos on the stall doors. Yeah, I've seen it in a couple of places, and it's it's all ridiculous. Yes. Give give it a rest, <laughs> please. We can't be at give one it, certainly with give our it a rest for... in the restroom. Yes, right. Give it a rest in the restroom. Oh yeah. Or throw it out with the bathwater from the bathroom. 
we can't be at one with our thoughts, one with our, at one with our thoughts for, not for anything now. Even when you're, mm-hmm. and you've been, that's been going on a long time with sports pages in the urinals. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Can't uh, you, for can't years. You, can't you just do your thing without looking at anything? Apparently not. Anyway. Apparently not. So, yes, the, can- the candy corn yes or no debate is now officially passe, thanks to Speaking of Tangents podcast. Mm-hmm. Or not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, speaking of candy corn... Patrick yes. Moffat sent us a clarification from last week when you asked on the podcast, what exactly is candy corn flavor? Yes. And so Patrick at Moffat Patrick said, what is candy corn flavor? A condensed stale sugar coated in candle, wa- candle wax aged 20 to 25 years on a public bathroom floor. <laughs> oh, speaking of bathrooms. Yeah. So when he put yeah, that's, it, that's perfect. When he put it like that, I don't know. I'll still probably eat it. It's terrible. He also said, it, occasionally you get really lucky. Have some respect for yourself. <laughs> don't eat that garbage. Come on. I eat a lot of stuff that's probably not good for me, but that is, it's awful. I, 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 I can't. I really can't get past it. I don't see how people could eat it. Is it really wax? I, probably. Might as well be. It tastes like it to me. It is kind of waxy. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I, um, I still stand by it. Now, it might be like a Curb Your Enthusiasm thing. I haven't had any for quite a while. So maybe oh, when I have them now back. now the truth comes out. Maybe, I, see, I see where we're going with this now. I probably haven't had it since last October. I cannot remember the last time I had it because I tried it when I was a kid and went... And, even as a kid went, this is garbage. Who would eat this? This how can they call this candy? This is a this is a miscarriage of justice. What the crap is wrong with you people? So your kids have not had a candy candy corn, I'm guessing? I'm not a monster. <laughs> I love them. No, I'm not gonna give them candy corn. Okay. Well, staying on the Halloween or Halloween. Fall slash October plus food theme. Mm-hmm. Remember we talked a little bit about pumpkin spice stuff last week? Well, we yes. did. Yeah. Um, Will at Aquarium D-R-N-K-E-R <laughs> says. <laughs> Good choice. He tweeted a picture of nature's basket pumpkin spice chicken sausage and just said, really? <laughs> Three question yeah. marks. Yep. And I think your response was, I like how they had the guts to say nature's basket, to call this nature's basket. To call pumpkin spice hot dogs as from nature's basket. Give me a break. Uh, Yeah, gross. And on Facebook, Anita Archuleta said, here's something to go with your PSL. And she included a picture of pumpkin spice bologna by Oscar Mayer. That is disgusting. Both of those are It's disgusting. gone too far. Yes. We have gone too far. It's, it may have originally been in, in a good thing, like a pumpkin spice flavor for like, I don't know, maybe a pumpkin pie. Mm-hmm. But when you start cramming that into other stuff, you ruin it. You ruin it for everybody. Yep. Well, and speaking of combinations and staying on this theme, so Jenny Robbins at Robbins underscore Jenny tweeted us oh. a picture of 
caramel apple sugar babies. And she said, okay. 99.7% chance this is a bad combination. <laughs> I like the 99.7. I like yeah, the multiple references in there. That's good. You know, I don't know. Maybe I'd eat this. I doubt it, though. Do you like sugar babies, just plain sugar babies? Um, sugar babies are the, like, bite-sized version of, like, a sugar daddy, right? Yeah, so sugar daddy, isn't that on a stick? Doesn't sugar daddy I on a stick? I think so. Yeah. And the, Is there sugar, a sugar mama, too? There should be. I don't know. Probably not. Yeah, sugar mama should be, like, a smaller one without the stick. But I'm bumped. Uh-huh. <laughs> Okay. How do you get sugar babies without the sugar daddy and the sugar mama? I don't I mean, know, but um, sugar babies are the little bite-sized ones, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, was, what was the question? Would I eat that? No. Do you like sugar babies? Just plain sugar babies? It's okay. Not my first choice. Yeah, that's how I feel about them. Um, They're a little too chewy for me now. I can't eat chewy foods anymore. Yeah, I'm like kind of chewy, that way sticky, too when they stick candies. on your teeth and then they burn. Yeah, I don't do that anymore. I got crowns now, so it's almost impossible. Yeah. And one of my kids has a bunch of crowns, so she and I kind of just go our own way. And whatever sticks to my teeth, I don't give it to her, so I just kind of skipped it all now. As a kid, though, I, you know, I'd get them for Halloween. I'd eat them, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't Not know. Favorite, I don't think caramel apple sugar babies needs to be a thing. Oh, no. I see. I like caramel apple flavor. You know what I like it on? A caramel apple. Yes. That's what I yep. like it on. Yep. I Quit agree. ruining everything. <sighs> Quit ruining I'm everything. Mad. I'm getting mad again. Speaking of ruining things, and we've got three. What, this podcast? <laughs> no. Well, yeah, but we got three <laughs> different tweets about the new mystery Oreo flavor thing. So the yes, first one I came from Mr. Fluffy at Eric Londergren, and, and he just, he said, a bridge too far. Speaking of taking it too far earlier, a bridge too far, oh, and yes. he gave us the picture. And then Joe Maloney. Yeah, Nabisco, Nabisco has already burned that bridge, set it on fire, yes, blown it up. Yes. Like, you ever seen that movie, The Bridge Over the River Kwai, where they explode the bridge at the end? That's exploded. It's gone. Poof. Yeah. <laughs> There's no more bridge. Well, and Joe Maloney at Joe the ITO said he can't wait for the Speaking of Tangents deep dive into the new mystery Oreos. <laughs> and Jen Babish at JBab Sports Chick also tweeted us just a picture of mystery Oreos. So mm. apparently, I believe she a, ate them. She did eat them, and she said she didn't know what the flavor was, but she's been holding back because I think she well, has it a is guess. a mystery. Well, she did tweet what she thinks it tastes like. She did. But it was. <laughs> Yes, it was a picture of an airhead. Oh, airhead. Yes. That. But it was a mystery flavor airhead. Yeah. Is this a new thing? Apparently, this is the mystery flavor. People Everything's like going to have a so mystery flavor. Yeah. Since Pe- people like detective novels and mysteries and detective stories and TV shows, let's, let's put mystery in everything. How about let m- actual mystery in life in the universe be the mystery and explore that some more, search for truth in re- actual reality, and not try to put mystery foods together and mess up actual good foods that were decent before you started sticking your marketing nose in there. How about yeah. that? Yeah. Nabisco and everybody else. Eat it. Yeah. But 
there's a there's a contest apparently for fifty. You you can guess the mystery flavor of the Oreo for fifty thousand bucks if you get it right. I guess. Are you serious? Yeah, that's why I think she said wait till she's not going to tell you because she's going to get the fifty thousand bucks. Then she'll tell you. Is it like the first person that guesses, or I don't is know. it like everybody who guesses it right gets fifty thousand dollars? I did not read the fine print on that. Okay, I don't know. And I'm well. I don't think anybody did, and I think that fine print is probably a hundred thousand pages long. Probably. Now I don't know. I might try this mystery flavor, but only. Only for the benefit of talking about it here, because I'm not oh, interested research in purposes. That. Yeah, research yeah. purposes. I, I no, I'm. I don't want to give them my money. Yeah. And support that. Yeah, I think I'm voting good. with my dollars, as people yeah. used to say. Yep. Now, <laughs> no, no, no to the mystery flavors. All of them go away. I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have. Why no- do you want to eat something that you don't know what it tastes like? Well, On purpose. I'm. Well, I can understand trying new trying foods. New you're like, things, mm, that seems yeah. to be interesting. Yes. But stuff that is purposely obfuscated, what are you doing? I, I don't, well, Jen, in Jen's case, she said she's a sucker for marketing. So she's doing it for, <laughs> for the marketing. She wants to see what the she wants to see if she can guess the mystery flavor. But somehow I don't think mm. it's the mystery airhead, Jen. <laughs> That'd be funny if it was. Yeah. Just a reminder, mm-hmm. people, folks can still leave us a review anytime from now until October 20th, the iTunes review, to win a free, speaking of tangents, sticker. But make sure, cool. speaking of fine print, read the fine print. We don't have any new iTunes reviews this week. Okay. Or maybe a mystery sticker. Maybe that will make people more intrigued. Yeah. Maybe it's a mystery sticker. Yeah. You leave us an iTunes review, we'll send you a mystery, mystery sticker. sticker. Yes. Mm-hmm. Just Love don't that. tell anybody else what sticker you got. Yeah, don't do that. Because we want it to be a mystery. Yeah. Please don't do that. <laughs> I'm tired for some reason. Why are we so tired? <laughs> it's just, it's, it's very, very taxing talking about these mystery flavors and what Oreo is doing to itself. I just wish that Oreo would see the light. It's not because I'm in a sugar coma because I ate a bag of Oreos trying to guess what the flavor was. You did? No, I didn't. Oh. Well. <laughs> no. I'm not buying those things. Okay. There's no way. Well, you did tweet I'll something joke about, about, it, about but I'm not. buying, eating one and eating, and crashing the rest with a hammer. That's true. See, Twitter, needs a, Twitter does need font options. They need a sarcasm font. Yeah. They do. Or, you know. Yeah. Something. A sarcasm font. Because I, like I would use it when I'm not being sarcastic and not use it when I am being sarcastic just to be... Mysterious, mysterious, you know, mystery, mystery font. I'm a mystery kind of guy. (laughs) Do you have anything else this week? No, that's good enough. (laughs) Bye. Okay, bye. Speaking of Tangents is brought to you by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Hosted by Jason Fuse and KJ Onstead. Created by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Music written and performed by Jason Fuse. Lyrics and vocals by K.J. Onstead and Jason Fuse. Edited by Jason Fuse. Costume design by K.J. Onstead and Jason Fuse. And speaking of clothing, this coming weekend is the annual 70% off sale at Red Wing Shoe. 
Now, I really don't like shopping, but this is the one scenario where I can actually afford Red Wing shoes. So I, along with many other people, will flock to Red Wing Shoe this weekend for a chance of getting a high quality shoe or clothing at a decent price. I personally like to call it Flock Tilbur. Graphics by Jason Fuse. I love snow peas. And I love you. Bye-bye.